Auto Line Daily is brought to you by Borg Warner. Feel good about driving. Bridgestone. Your journey. Our passion. Dow Automotive Systems. Improving durability and increasing design flexibility with Betamate structural adhesives at DowBetamate.com. And by Hyundai. New thinking, new possibilities. Hello and welcome to AutoLine Daily in TGIF. I'm Sean McElroy, and now let's look at today's top stories. Yesterday, GM announced it's recalling another 2.7 million vehicles, which pushes its total to 11.2 million cars and trucks for the year. 2.44 million of the newly recalled vehicles include previous generation Malibu, Malibu Maxes, Pontiac G6s, and Saturn Auras for a tail lamp malfunction. The only major safety concern is for some 2014 and 2015 full-size trucks where the inner tie rod could separate from the steering rack due to improper torque. But that only involves just under 500 cases and was caught on the assembly line before more trucks were affected. To me, this seems more like GM trying to be as transparent as possible and covering its ass from having another ignition switch fiasco. We got our first glimpse of the Cadillac ATS Coupe at the Detroit Auto Show earlier this year, and now we're learning some of its details. Despite riding on the same length wheelbase as the sedan, the Coupe is actually longer, wider, and lower, which should improve upon the raved-about handling of the sedan. The roof, doors, front and rear fenders, front fascia, and rear deck lid are also unique to the Coupe. It comes standard with 18-inch wheels and is the first vehicle to use the brand's new emblem. Interior appointments and powertrain options carry over from the sedan. Unfortunately, the base price didn't carry over too. When the coupe goes on sale this summer, it will have a starting price just under $39,000, including destination charges, which is a $5,000 premium over the sedan. Earlier this month, General Motors broke ground on a new racing facility that will develop engines for Chevy and Cadillac, and now Ford just announced plans to open a technical support center in North Carolina to test its race cars and develop future performance vehicles. The facility is expected to open this summer and will initially focus on NASCAR before branching out to the other series the company competes in. We've got more news right after this. You already know that you can listen to AutoLine's industry insight in places like YouTube and Stitcher, but did you know that you can also listen to it live in your car? It's simple. Just pair your smartphone with your vehicle's Bluetooth connection or plug into the aux jack. Then navigate to AutoLine.tv using your phone's browser. Find the show you want to hear and click play just like you would on your computer. This is AutoLine After Hours with John McElroy. It's that easy. Never be disconnected from AutoLine's top-notch insider information with AutoLine on the go. Do you remember Kia's sports car concept that it showed off earlier this year called the GT4 Stinger? If not, here it is. But according to Kia Motor America's Senior VP of Sales and Marketing, Michael Sprague, the automaker has gotten so much positive feedback on the car that it's thinking about bringing it into production. The biggest thing holding it back is finding the manufacturing capacity for what would be a low-volume vehicle. Although, it would be nice to see it happen. 
because we need some more vehicles going alongside Mazda's MX-5 and the Subaru Scion Twins. And speaking of the Scion FRS, one of the best parts of the car is its handling, and for 2015, it's going to get even better. The front suspension is more rigid than before, and the rear suspension has been retuned, which results in less body roll and better driving feel. On the outside, a shark fin antenna replaces the pole style, and new exhaust tips are now more flush with the rear bumper. Inside, Scion updated the dash panel with a carbon fiber look and added an auto on-off headlight feature. The updated FRS goes on sale this June with a starting price of just over $25,500 for the 6-speed manual version and just under $27,000 for the automatic, which includes destination charges. And if you're wondering what the 2014 model is like, I've been driving one all this week and will have my seat time review up early next week. In order to get the word out about its new DriveGuard tires, Bridgestone is coming out with a new advertising campaign that targets women and features actress Julie Bowen from the TV show Modern Family. The DriveGuard tires feature run-flat technology that allows a car to travel up to 50 miles at speeds of up to 50 miles per hour with a punctured tire. The new Bridgestone tires can also be used as a replacement for passenger cars that weren't originally equipped with run-flat tires. Coming up next, how lightweight materials like aluminum and carbon fiber will impact production quality. Proven on the track and on roads around the world, Borg Warner turbochargers improve fuel economy and reduce emissions without sacrificing performance. Borg Warner, official turbocharger supplier to the IZOD IndyCar Series. On AutoLine this week, the topic is all about how automakers must adapt their manufacturing techniques to accommodate new materials and technologies. But that can add more complexity to the build process. In the following clip, our guests discuss how quality will be affected by these new materials. Well, there's definitely a lot of work at those both, particularly the supplier level, since they're providing a lot of parts that then potentially could end up in some of these recall situations, where they're doing R&D to, to, again, figure out how to process them, avoid damages. The aluminum thing is a huge deal because it's a very different material to deal with. You know, a, a worker puts a, has a belt on and he ruins that piece of material or that tool that's made out of aluminum. So there's a whole set of different training and education that has to go on at the employee level, which makes hiring and finding the right people very challenging because you need a different level of skill that we might have needed 20 years ago. Jay, what's your thought on that? Because I, I'm sure good cars will still get shipped to dealers, but as you know, that might involve a whole lot of repair and replacement right. in right. the plant. Right. So d will not introducing all these new materials impact quality? <clears throat> um, there's the potential to impact quality. Uh, the auto companies will not uh, ship unsafe cars that are unsafe crash-worthy-wise. They will not do that. They will, they will uh, manage that process. <clears throat> um, I think what this really does is uh, it opens up the door, as, as Laurie's pointing out. A lot of this technology is going to come in from the supply base. Mm. The aluminum companies, and it's not just aluminum, it's composites companies. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of composite companies out there ready to sell their resins and polymers and such. Uh, and along with that comes the joining technologies, the adhesives, the coatings. There's a lot of technology, and the uh, auto companies are very lean these days. They need help. Uh, so one of the things that the fuel economy drive has done is it's opened the door to bringing in the technology providers from the supply base. So 
You know, uh, Michael referred to this as the gift that keeps on giving. We refer to it as free beer. Everybody wins. Lighter cars drive better. You get better fuel economy. Uh, it's a, it's a uh, great opportunity for the suppliers to get engaged and share their technology. Uh, there may be some bumps in the road. Uh, we like to introduce technology incrementally. Small uh, Engineers tend to be conservative and want to go one step at a time. This is why the F-150 was so dramatic, because uh, it was a whole body uh, and a high volume uh, uh, facility going to aluminum. We normally would like to go uh, aluminum hoods, aluminum deck lid, maybe aluminum doors, and but this takes 25 years. Uh, so uh, Ford did it all in one big step. So it'll be interesting to watch that rollout. They have a lot to learn about processing a huge uh, and high volume aluminum facility, but uh, they will work those, th those details out. Joining John for that show are Michael Robinette from IHS Automotive, Jay Barron from the Center for Automotive Research, and Lori Harbour of Harbour Results. And as always, you can watch that entire episode right now on our website, autoline.tv. But that brings us to the end of today's show. Thanks for watching, and have a great weekend. Wards is the industry leader for news, data, and analysis. That's why companies across the globe subscribe to our premium service, maybe even your own. Log in for subscriber access now. Check your company's intranet for details and rely on wardsauto.com to keep you informed.